0: I know this is a quote-unquote monthly show, but hey, if I have something to say, I'm going to say it, (laughs) okay? And I'm sure if you want to tune in, you will do just that. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and more, I am sure, because RSS feeds live forever. (laughs) Okay. I'm on platforms I didn't even know exist. (laughs) And so I'm sure you can find me somewhere. Again, this is Tammy. Tea with Tammy. And let's just, let's get into some, um, some nonsense that was on my timeline. And that's another reason being on why I am here because, Not going to lie with the monthly episodes, some topics feel a little stale by the time I come back and chat about it. And so I'm feeling a little nice. (laughs) So let's just throw in some more extra episodes while I'm in the mood and let's discuss the shit. And the first shit that I really want to um, cipher through, ew, that sounds disgusting, is Karen Civil. Oh, Karen, mm, I should have known with a name like Karen. Oh, it, it was in our face this whole time. The proof was literally in the pudding for this woman. Now, Karen Civil has been around for many years. I have been known to champion her, support her on the timeline through her media maven type of jobs that she's held as somewhat of a publicist, somewhat as a social media manager, marketing genius slash, I don't know, guru of all things possible. And it hit my timeline that this woman was actually just a really good finesser and smoke and mirrors type of chick. And uh, I would hate to think that her whole career is just not what I thought it was to be, but let's get into it. So recently I'm going to, let's backtrack. I'm going to tell you about Karen civil and why she was trending over the past weekend on how I received the information. Okay. In that order, because there's a, there's a timeline of at least eight years of mischief (laughs) on Karen's side, but some of this is news to me. And so I'm going to share the information as I got it. So last week I'm minding my own business. Like I usually do, you know, (laughs) sipping my tea, spilling it occasionally. And I see that Jesse Wu, comedian slash singer slash love and hip hop Miami cast member, celebrating a win in court and I'm like what what is this screenshot of a court document what what are we talking about here you know I'm nosy on the timeline I decided to no longer mind mine and mind hers (laughs) and so I saw that she was celebrating a lawsuit that was against her that she had won and it was for defamation and libel defamation and libel is In simple terms, you talking bad about someone publicly online, on paper, you know, documented somewhere. And so Jessie Wu was accused by Karen Civil of defamation and libel because Jessie Wu decided to defend her friend Diamond in the fact that Karen Civil had a podcast called Girl I Guess." And it's the same title of Jesse Wu's friend, Diamond. And Jesse Wu was like, you know what, sis, I'm not having it. You trying to play dumb when it's clear that you stole this podcast name and concept. Karen didn't like that. And you know what Karen did? She went the extra mile to not only serve Jesse Wu papers of this lawsuit of defamation and libel of saying that, you know, she's a thief. She, um, the content that, it, that she's producing is stolen. She decided to, <laughs> because like I said, Jesse Wu is a comedian, singer, love and hip hop cast member, you know, grinding. And so just picture that person on love and hip hop, right? Grinding, trying to make it think of an early Cardi B early, early, you know, hoes never get cold that Cardi B. So, Karen Civil takes it upon herself to draft up a fake company, a fake media music industry company. She also decides to draft up a fake event that needs a performer. <laughs> you follow me? So, with her fake company that is hosting a fake event, she then approaches Jesse Wu as Talent, now not directly. Obviously, this was all done in the dark. Karen Silva had someone else approach Jesse Wu and say, "Hey, can you sing at this event for X amount of money? You'll get the check when you show up." Jesse Wu grinding like you're supposed to was like, "You know what? Sure, let's let's get to work, fam." She shows up at the event, no one's there, and she is served these papers of lawsuit of defamation and libel, and. Here's the icing on the cake because it's still not. I'm still not done. <laughs> it was recorded, and Jesse Wu then claims that Karen Civil had this this tape and was sharing it and trying to embarrass her and shame her in the industry. They go to court. Jesse Wu wins. Celebrates. I'm like, okay, sis. That's that's pretty petty of Karen, but all right. Congrats. I continue about my day and my business. Oh, the next day. Hmm. Joyner Lucas. Joyner Lucas was like, "You know what? I see Jesse got her win? Let me get mine. <laughs> Us Jays got to stick together. Jesse, Joiner, OK, let me hop in. Joyner decides to retell his story of Karen Civil running off with his bag. This is nothing new. He's actually shared this story on the timeline and publicly before, but now he feels like, Hey, maybe if I remind these niggas, (laughs) y'all will listen. Joyner then claims that he hired Karen civil when he was down and out. And it was his last, last ditch effort to be somebody in the industry. And he needed connections, a publicist, a media maven in his corner to get him in the right rooms, talking to the right people, doing the right things, right? I feel him. He gave Karen Civil 60K. He says, not not one thing was done. Not much connections were made. Not many rooms were entered for him to have opportunities and he still wants his money back till this day because mind you, this was back in maybe 2015. Yes, 2015. And so <laughs> as Joyner is telling his story, you know who chimes in? The same nigga who should have chimed in more to help Dipset <laughs> when it was Dipset versus the locks. But we'll, <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. Cameron. Cameron. Cameron decides to take to the timeline and say, oh, now y'all niggas want to listen. I've been told y'all about Karen. And I'm like, wait a minute. You've been told us about Karen? Where where was I? Because I wasn't around for that telltale. So apparently, (laughs) Karen Civil did an interview many, many years back. Um, maybe not longer than five years, but she did an interview where she claimed that she was in um she was in a building, right? And Cameron was being reckless. I'm I'm paraphrasing the story, okay? Look it up yourself. Cameron and his crew was being reckless, and you know who walks in? Jay-Z. Jay-Z is isn't having it. Jay-Z kicks him out said bu- said building, right? Karen is key keying and sharing this story on the on a podcast or on a show. And Cameron's like, whoa, 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 liar and stealer. <laughs> That's not how it went. And matter of fact, you love to be out here culture vulturing it up, stealing people's money. And by the way, you stole my homeboy's money, Duke de God, fellow rapper and friend. So I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So if you're saying that Cameron, your friend got money stolen in 2016. Joyner then got his money stolen in 2015. Jesse going through it and still battling from top of the year till now, I'm like, oh, sis has been has been on her bullshit. And that's when the shit just starts snowballing. People come out like just um, another Jay, <laughs> Jason Lee, claiming that oh yes, Karen been a snake. Karen hired a hacker, seventeen year old hacker, to take my Instagram slash website down because I shared a story on my website, Hollywood Unlocked. I'm sure you're familiar about her stealing money from James R, a pop slash R&B singer from Love & Hip Hop New York many years ago. And that happened in 2018. <sighs> and so here I am taking myself out of it. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Karen Civil is someone I look up to. Um, I definitely um, have championed, like I mentioned before and supported on, on my social media platforms. When her podcast dropped, I was like, go sis. I I see you. Okay. Get the bag. You know, (laughs) she ready. I was, I was doing all that. I was doing the nay, nay. I was whipping it. I was, I was doing, I was doing it all for her. And to find out that, it's all smoke and mirrors. Oh, and here, here is another thing I have to mention, because this is important for, for people who like doing what I do, like reporting the news, being documentative, if that's a word, um, <laughs> a, a, a play journalist, if you will. Okay. And so there was a journalist by the name of Ernest Owens that came forward, man, it, It was really surviving Karen this past weekend, the way I'm describing all these victims of her. But okay, another voice came forward by the name of Ernest Owens. Hopefully y'all are all following. Ernest Owens, journalist, stated that, you know what, Karen's been a fraud. (laughs) I love all the different words, snake, fraud, thief, (laughs) all this mischief, He claims that Karen Civil has been stealing show footage, concert footage, um, award show footage, red carpet footage um, from smaller market journalists for years. Apparently, what Karen likes to do, claims this journalist, she gets up and gets ready on event day. Whatever event that is, say it's the BET Awards happening tonight. Karen wakes up. She announces BT Awards tonight. Y'all excited? She'll tweet that, right? Then she'll hop on her Instagram, post a nice, pretty outfit. BT Awards tonight. Y'all getting ready? Then she'll post on Twitter red carpet footage of hustle and bustle, flashlights, not flashlights, camera lights, (laughs) red carpet, limos, nice outfits, you know, from a POV perspective. Then she'll post on her IG story, you know, A POV perspective of being next to a stage letting someone walk ahead of her onto a stage and accept an award and she's just right there by the curtains and what Ernest Owens was saying is that all that footage that she shares and um makes believe as if she is there is is not hers this is footage posted by other individuals who are actually there doing work and who aren't getting sourced and and credited and cited. And Karen is out here building a facade, a world, if you will, of of the Joneses, of I'm everywhere. And I'm not going to lie. I have stood back and thought like, damn, Karen is everywhere. Like I know, there's planes, trains, and automobiles, but she is, like, she is definitely teleporting. Like, she has to be. And it all makes sense. And I I hate to say that there is probably some truth in all of these stories shared and these victims come forward because, hey, I have to keep the same energy. When we talk about R. Kelly, they all can't be lying, right? When we talk about Bill Cosby, they all can't be lying, right? And so... Karen's Karen, Karen civil. they all can't be lying. Sis, what's up? I'm looking at you funny. You're beautiful. I love the image you have created for yourself, but it's what it's what's behind the smoke and the mirrors for me because there's people like me who are actually putting in work and trying to do things the right way and looking up to you thinking that you are doing the same oh bamboozled i'm baffled i really am and i know some people are probably shaking their heads at home like girl you pro- you should have known it's it's the it's the industry it's it's what has always been this ain't nothing new and you're right but that doesn't make it right and that that also is to say to whack 100 who got in a clubhouse room over the weekend discussing the Karen civil situation and saying it's Joyner Lucas's fault for being finessed and scammed because he wasn't on the alert. That's your fault. You should have had your ducks in a row and had the right people around you to protect you from getting finessed. And although I do understand a piece of that, us as black people need to be and do a lot better at being a community and protecting each other, not just yourself. And I want, that's some homework for you all. If you're listening to this podcast, extend a helping hand, extend a shield of protection to your neighbor. Look to your left, look to your right, say neighbor, (laughs) I got you. Because there are some scammers and finessers out here who are intentionally trying to catch you slipping so you can lose your 60K, And be out in the wind looking stupid like whack 100 is willing to do to you whack 100 said himself like if I scam you it's props to me not you like I won and that's a horrible mindset to have because we are people of the arts right and we are creatives and I don't want to because I see both sides like I'm, I'm a creative, I respect the arts, but I'm also about my business and my shit and I got a day job, you know what I mean? And so I see I see it all. Like I, I see the world picture of it all. And I will say that when you're on the creative side and you're heavily creative and you're the artist, you're the talent, you don't want to take away from your talent creation by walking on eggshells around your own people because they might... They might catch you slipping and scam you. <laughs> what kind of what kind of life <laughs> is that? What kind of creative space is that? It's not a safe space. I know that. We have got to do better. I have never once in my life intentionally said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna catch them slipping and I'm I'm gonna get them." No, what like you're showing your colors. Put them away. <laughs> I I I just I'm baffled. Now the end result of all this Karen business, J- Jason Lee, now that he feels vindicated and, you know, empowered by sharing his story, he he wants to follow through and take Karen to court too and win just like Jesse did about the hacker situation because when you hack into someone's personal um, business, website, Instagram, even blog. It could be a Tumblr page. That is still a crime. Um, there, There's more nuances to it, but hacking into something that is not yours with the intent to then destruct it or manipulate it is a crime. So Karen, what are we doing? What are we doing? And I will put a bow on this and say that moving forward, I definitely need to be more careful on not who I support because it's like, you'll, you don't know people's colors until they show them to you. Right. And so I'm not going to fault myself in that, but just investing so much like respect and, and admiration, to someone like it's okay to respect someone and admire someone but to an extent like don't think that that's the blueprint like that's the end all be all because in at one point I was like you know I have to take these certain types of pictures I have to move a certain way if I want to get to a Karen like status but that that's not always true because again Karen ain't even doing what I thought Karen was doing <laughs> okay and so be you of course take and pull and learn from the mess ups and the successes of people out there doing what you aspire to do, but don't let that be the exact blueprint in the end all be all because you might be exposed on the timeline and have clubhouse rooms about you all weekend long and even breakfast clubs, interviews done about you today. And so I say that all to say, be careful out there for the scammers and check yourself on if, you are following the best practices and morals and values in this business of of artistry okay moving on let's talk about music okay let's talk about some fun stuff for a bit <laughs> cuz that was heavy and it was a lot but new music from 7 streeter i don't know if any of you all are fans of 7 streeter i am she is a um a talented writer singer dancer And she has a new project. It's been a while. It's titled Drunken Words, Sober Thoughts. It only has a sprinkle of features, which I respect. One of my favorite songs actually features Jeremiah. He always pulls a great high-pitch sexy time voice out for a feature which I enjoy and I feel like it was giving me Summer Walker over it vibes like that album type of vibes but with a dash of Forever 21. And what I mean by that is like the good pop music that you jam if you work in like retail. Like she she threw in a few for y'all too because I know y'all need music to listen to when you're folding those shirts and pants all day. And so Seven Streeter has got y'all down. Like she has some for the kids, some for the older people, the smooth and sexy, and then the hip and you know pop. And so definitely check out Seven Streeter's new album, "Drunken Words, Sober Thoughts." Another project that I did check out that surprised me for some tracks because I was like, wait a minute, like I'm I'm enjoying this is Little Nas X album because I never know what to expect, right? Because he's the king troll of our generation. I'm glad that we're over Takashi and we actually have like a nicer, more like tolerable. Positive troll, if that makes sense, in Little Nas X <laughs> versus like just disgusting, disrespectful, just ugh, bottom of your shoe type troll that Takashi Six Nine was. And so, you know, he's sporadic; he's all over the place. I never know what exactly I'm gonna get. Like one day he's online singing Dolly Parton, and then the next he's he's back rapping. And so I I really don't know. But the album is good. Like there's maybe like three, three songs. I don't really like, I'll easily skip over, but as for the remaining of the album, it is hella enjoyable. Hella. I I did not expect that. Like I knew I liked industry baby already. Right. Because the vibe and the lyrics too, um, and the music video, like hilarious, but taking away the theatrics and the visuals. Like he made some good songs. (laughs) Like he's got some, like he's got one more than one. And so I think it's something that's to be listened to. I like supporting different things. I like, opening and broadening my, um, horizon of things I like to take in as for content of music nowadays, back in the day, it was, it was Drake 24 seven. You couldn't tell me nothing, (laughs) but now look at me listening to a little Nas X. And so I encourage you to do the same. If you are someone who finds themselves always listening to the same type of rap or redundancy of the radio like turn on that Montero by Lil Nas X. Um, Moving forward, I can't wait to listen to Vito's new album. It's titled 1320. I don't know what those numbers mean yet. I haven't really looked into the project, but Vito is an R&B singer who to me always lands. Like he is an, like an Eric Bellinger to me where like they just sing and it's always good. I don't know how they do it, but it's enjoyable. And so I can't wait to listen to that. And then another artist that just always sticks the landing is Mozzie. I can't wait to jam his new project, his new album, um, untreated trauma, that title is a lot to unpack in itself. So I wonder where he goes with it. Like, is it a concept album? Are we, are we really talking about trauma or is it a, just a play on words because of times or, you know, just a phrase that you're using with your friends? So either way, I know that he's going to land the rapping and the songs that he makes. And so check out Vito's new album and Mozzie will maybe check in next episode and and share our thoughts and, our, and opinions of those. <clears throat> And also shout out to some podcasts that I want you to tune into. Um, one podcast is called the gin podcast. I was a guest on that podcast, um, a few months ago, um, hosted by the homie G. Um, he, he talks a lot of cultural things and not just like hip hop culture. It's like different worlds of culture. Like one day he'll be very, um, very into the athletic culture and he'll talk boxing and all the the aspects of that. And then he'll hop back into music and then he'll talk about all the aspects of that. and And then he had me on his show where we were talking all things podcasting and just like mental health as well. And so he is a very well-rounded um, podcast host, as well as the content that he's producing on it. And so I would definitely check out the Jen podcast. And then also shout out to She Gets It Pod. I have tweeted earlier, I was like, hey guys, should I, should I record today? <laughs> and the first thing I see is yes, of course, <laughs> in the comments from my fellow pod family, She Gets It. And so shout out to that podcast. And then the last podcast I want to mention that my homie, um, Devin put me onto who actually hosts his own podcast. That's on a hiatus, but he, it's all podcast talk. He recommended the podcast, No Skips. And, um, it's hosted by Jinx and Shay. Jinx is... One of the old or one of the hosts of State of the Culture that had Joe Budden, Remy Ma, and then interchanging other hosts. He was on that show. And Shay, um Sereno, is from San Antonio, hip hop head. And so the fact that, you know, it's a native of where I'm from hosting this great podcast called No Skips. Is amazing. And so the concept of this podcast is that they discuss albums that they consider that have no skips and they really deep dive and dissect it they talk favorite songs worst songs um cringeworthy lyrics and bars that's my favorite like part of the show where they talk about the shit that just like maybe that you didn't catch or just like really irked you or got under your skin and so that's another podcast I would definitely recommend no skips and again it's hosted by Shay and Jinx and I believe it's exclusively on Spotify but if not even better Let's talk some other nonsense topics and then I'm out of your hair and I'm gone. <laughs> I'll be back sooner rather than later because like I said, I'm going to be nice and throw in some extra extra episodes so some topics aren't getting stale, but let's let's talk about some shenanigans that was just floating around my timeline that I don't want to get expired by the next time we link. One... <laughs> Is weird, but I have to mention it. Um, the Waukesha remix dropped, right? Moneybag Yo, Waukesha drops the remix and it's featuring Lil Wayne and Ashanti. The Ashanti part a little odd, but okay. But I just have to mention it's nothing serious, but Lil Wayne, like the the crazy alien that he is, has unlocked a new nickname for himself if you were curious, <laughs> you know, he's Wheezy F baby, you know, he's a uh, Lil Wayne, uh, Dwayne Michael Carter, <laughs> but he is also Perk Papa. He is now referring to himself as Perk Papa. And he calls himself this on Waukesha. I just had to, I had to hop on this microphone and tell y'all because <laughs> what the fuck? Like we really normalizing these crazy ass drugs, but Hey, Perk Papa, keep popping them and see what happens. (sighs) Another frustrating thing that I I came across. um, Dear white people, final season, they're wrapping up the show and the show's okay. Like, like it's slightly better than She's Gotta Have It that got canceled at season two. So, I mean, there's that, but that's not saying much, you know, we've already discussed how I feel about she's got to have it. But when it comes to dear white people, it was kind of all over the place. Each season felt like it was directed and produced by a whole different person than the last. And that could be cool. But for this show, it wasn't. Um, It felt like, like one season felt like Scooby-Doo one, one season felt like um, surviving R Kelly, like very serious. And then guess what? they are, final their final season is a musical i can't even say it like i can't even say it with a straight face at that dear white people the serious groundbreaking show that was supposed to be about you know breaking barriers for races and um um, racism and color uh people of color i can't even speak because this shit is so stupid is ending its show what a musical, a musical season. They're singing their lines every episode. Sing songy. <laughs> I can't, like, I can't make this up. I wanted to like this show. There's some actors on the show that I really respect and follow, like, personally on Instagram. But, man, when I watch the trailer, when I watch little clips, because it's, it's out. It's out right now. It's very cringeworthy. I will eventually hate watch it, but what were they thinking? And what is your opinion of this shit? Because a musical, we all know what Dear White People is, right? Because it started as the movie and then they turned it into a show and I got excited, (laughs) ignorant me, (laughs) naive me, just for it to turn into some, some dumb shit. And it almost feels like a slap in the face. Like it feels... Like, this is up there with the final season of Game of Thrones, where it just feels, like, lazy. Like, I feel like they're probably lacking great dialogue and conversations that need to be had by turning them into songs. And sure, there's Hamilton, right? <laughs> there's serious topics that have been in songs before, but this this was not the time. Nor the place or the space or whatever. It just wasn't. It just I can't. Hate watch it with me, and we'll check back next episode and 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 discuss. Um, Cash Doll is pregnant. I never thought I'd see the day. Uh, it's, it seems weird, right, to say, because I don't know the bitch, but <laughs> but she doesn't seem like someone who would, like, even want a kid, and, like, she just seems like that fly-ass auntie, and she still can be, right? But congratulations are in order for Cash Doll, congrats. I don't know if it's a boy or girl, I didn't really look into that part, but our favorite doll is pregnant, Yay! And our least favorite singer is going to jail. (laughs) Tory Lanez. (laughs) Tory Lanez tweeted the other day, you know, it's been real or it's been fun guys. I don't know what he said exactly. I'm paraphrasing, but something along to the fact, like I won't be here much longer. (laughs) So tell my mom, I love her type shit. Not on like, uh, hopefully like for his safety but I mean he might not be safe behind those bars and it's due to him performing at Rolling Loud with baby hopping on stage with him and performing their song skit scat skid I don't know what it's called um and that was in violation of his uh, restraining order that um that's against him with when it comes to Meg the Stallion like there's a protective like distance order, I don't know what the official term is called, but he was supposed to stay a hundred, a hundred yards from this woman. He was supposed to bag back, bag back, give her more than 50 feet. And he was like, nope, we sharing stages and I'm showing up and due to that are consequences. And you know what? You're going to jail. (laughs) Why is that so funny? You're going to jail. Don't drop the soap you know who needs to be back behind bars and allowed allowed their spouse a do-over this kenneth character i don't know what is a uh, petty oh i hate that that's really his last name kenneth petty the husband of Nicki minaj oh man It's like a, it's a recycling exposure of this, of this man. And now of Nikki, unfortunately, because Kenneth, her husband, committed a crime many years ago um, when he was younger and he sexually did something to a woman. I I, I want to say rape, but I don't know all of the details, unfortunately, because this makes me feel uncomfortable. And so he has a victim who claims that he and his wife, Nicki Minaj are reaching out to her to, You know, like as hush money, like if we give you X amount of money, will you come forward and say, hey, this never happened or you lied or just go away or not really claim your truth or speak your truth? And she was like, you know what? I'm over it. I've had it. I'm doing an interview on the real BT. That's the one that has one of the sister sisters. You know the show with all the women. So she sits down with them to share her piece. And she says that Nikki actually called her directly one day and was like, sis, I got money for you. Are you willing to help? Said victim said no. And ever since it's been harassment and threats. And now if this is true, Nikki, we looking at you funny and we got to treat you like R Kelly at this point, because we already look at you with the side eye of being with this man. This is the father of your kid. I respect that and all, but you you chose to lay down with this man and procreate knowing his past. Now, not saying that you can't grow from your past, you can't evolve and be a changed man, but it doesn't seem like that is the case due to the um, tactics y'all are taking as for hushing the victim, right? Right? So Nikki, I was just starting to like you again. I really was, I was just, I just circled the block on your ass. And the fact that like all of this is now like being brought to the light and we all had, you know, hints of information of it, but I never knew the whole story. And now that I do, I'm just, and I, I, to be honest, I still don't know the full story because It's, it makes me uncomfortable. It really does. It really does to know that someone who I respected in the rap industry, you know, Nicki Minaj just keeps making horrible decisions in her personal life. Who am I to say these are bad decisions for her in her life? But from the outside looking in, ooh, sis, this ain't it. This ain't it. You should have stuck with Safari at this point. I digress. I am watching the story very carefully and closely just to see how Nikki responds moving forward. She has to address it. And if she doesn't, that's also telling. And I don't like that either. So to be continued to, to have more information coming soon, hopefully, um, Meg the stallion, she's inked a Nike deal. Good for her. Good for sis. I'm glad she's doing something other than music because y'all already know how I feel. I won't harp on it, but I'm glad that she's keeping her image and her brand alive by being the face of things. I saw her release her, you know, her denim collection (laughs) through um, Fashion Nova. And now look at her, a whole Nike representative. Get your coins, sis. Get your coins. Because if the music ain't going to do it, all this other shit will. Trust me. Trust and believe because I mean that's what I mean that's where it is at these at these days in these times you know when athletes are no longer playing they're still the face of something they still got their little sponsorship deals they're still trying to do other stuff they might not be so great on court but hey they got that that sprite deal (laughs) and so that's Meg to me she is like the the C the C-list player on the court but She's she's inking all the right deals that's keeping the money coming in. So keep doing you, sis. Keep doing you. Um, essentially, that's all I really wanted to talk about. Um, pray for Haiti. Pray for victims of any situation, including Karen. And moving forward, please execute the homework that I gave you all earlier in this episode because. I really do think that that's like a lesson in this, um, as for like the shenanigans that we learned about, um, Karen allegedly did. I think us as black people need to start really treating each other as the open community that we should be and fall on. Like we always talk about on the timeline, how, you know, we love seeing the other one black person in the store in the classroom um at work you know the the secret head nod or the the handshakes but when it's time to do business and break bread and level up niggas want to act funny and so let's let's keep the same positive energy and supportive energy in all aspects of our lives like let's not turn into these crazy evil money hungry demons once it's once we start talking business Like, just because, like, we all want to get the bag doesn't mean we have to, like, run over each other to get it. Like, I feel like there's enough for all of us. And that's just something that we need to work on individually and as a community. Like, help thy neighbor, not scam thy neighbor. Okay? (laughs) Make sure you're streaming this. Make sure you're sharing this with a friend. Engage with the podcast on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and the website, tewatammy.com. And until next time, (laughs) why am I so silly today? (laughs) Just sip some damn tea.